Blog Talk Radio. Everybody over there. Take an education. Everybody over here. We all need respect. Sir. All the people of the world. I'm hoping for peace. Everybody think. Hey, no, that's right. Hey, 
It's all about unity, y'all. Welcome to the Lardy Miss Party and Company on BPR for September the 20th, 2013. I am your host, Lardy Miss Clardy, and your co-host is Strong Power. Strong Power, say something. Something. <laughs> and we are coming at you live from Columbus, Ohio. Good news and bad news if necessary. So pull your seatbelts and turn your speakers down. We are going for a ride because it's called, it's our business to tell your business. We want child support news. What you doing? We have a good show for you, and our topics for the show tonight are as follows. What is child support? And who found child support and what the Bradley Amendment is all about? What are the laws that pad the child support system to do what they do to paying parents and deadbeat parents? Does every parent deserve treatment this law has to offer? How is child support old? And how does the child support system collect and accumulate your child support payments? And what do your credit report have to do with all of this? That's right, your credit report, all right? And can you file taxes on your child support payments at the end of the year? We have child support horror stories. And how can you file a complaint when you have been wronged by child support system? We have with us at this time, we have our guest, Alpha C. Hale. And as a part of the topic, he's also a writer and then in the process of completing his first book. And at the end of the show, we will have comments and questions. And we will be taking these questions at the end of our broadcast. So hold on to your comments until then. We've got a lot to cover. Write your questions down and be patient with us. And call in at this call-in number if you have any questions or comments. And that number is 347-884-8684. That number again is 347-884-8684. And we will be right back with our guest for this evening, Alpha C. Hale, founder and president of Child Support of Family First International. We will be right back.
Fine, we played it to the beat, that's right. And we are back on Lordy Miss Party and Company on VTR, and we're talking about child support issues, as it's our business to tell your business right here on Blog Talk Radio. We have with us as our guest, Mr. Alpha C. Hale, founder and president of Family First International Incorporated, a Delaware-based grassroots public interest advocacy and outreach support services, organization for decent, disadvantaged, non-custodial parent obligors, which is dedicated towards advocating and educating non-custodial parent obligors, custodial parents, non-custodial parents, youth and clergy, agencies and other agencies, and the general public regarding unjust laws of child support via the Bradley Amendment. Family First has been in operation since. 1999. And Mr. Hales wants to inform us and our listeners about how the child support system is affecting the decent, disadvantaged, non-custodial parent obligors. That means decent men and women who pay child support to the custodial moms and dads through the child support agencies around the nation. So we welcome Mr. Alpha C. Hales to our show. And Mr. Hales, are you there? Yes, I am. Well, thank you. We are welcoming you to the Lardy Miss Clardy and Company on BTR. And may we call you may we call you Alpha. Yes, you may. You know, like Alpha and Omega. (laughs) 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 And he probably won't say that again. Strong power. And he probably won't be the last. Alpha Alpha (laughs) All right. Welcome you know, to I, our I, show. Welcome to our show, Alpha. Let's start off thank by Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Let's start off by talking about who founded this child support stuff in the first place and how does it tie into Bradley Amendment. Can you talk to us about that a little bit? Absolutely. Well the Bradley Amendment came about by way of uh, Bill Bradley, who was an ex-basketball player in a New Jersey uh, representative. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And there was a lobbyist group that approached him to go ahead and get this law implemented because these parents, they had to rear and raise their children. But at the time, there was a, a lot of contractors, mainly men that were in a position where they were making money, but they were hiding the money and not taking care of their uh-huh. responsibility. Uh-huh. That's some bad stuff there. A- absolutely. So that was bad right out the gate. Yeah. And what where that, <clears throat> where that led us was the language was drafted up. It was uh, put in play, voted up on, and now mm-hmm. we have this. Now we have this law by way of the Bradley Amendment that's in effect. The uh, the Bradley Amendment, which I have the link for because, uh, Wendy, I would like for uh, your listeners to also get involved by way of taking a look at the, even if it's the Wikipedia version of the Bradley Absolutely. Amendment. Absolutely. Because, because that will show them things that it lines up to what I'm sharing with you. But to mm-hmm. get that oomph behind it, you have to right. indulge and 
dig into it because you want to uh, leave this amendment by way of scratching your head and saying, wait a minute, is this is is this real? Because yeah, how can so many how many how 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 can this uh, this level of horrific measures be implemented in such a way where it's affecting as a trickle down effect, it's affecting the good people right along with the people that you intended for it to have an effect on. Uh-huh. uh-huh. So you have so you have this many people that's caught up in this quagmire and as as it just goes around they're in a position where well hey, I don't know what to do. Where do I go from here? Uh-huh. All they all all they know is that they are good, genuine people doing the best they can with what they have to work with. Yeah. And they're caught up in a system, an unjust system by way of the implementation of the laws via the Bradley Amendment. Yeah. That does not allow for them an uh override opportunity to get back above board. Okay. So and, okay, I'm listening. So when we get to a a point, uh a case in point such as the Bradley Amendment, which I go immediately to. If you want these obligors to do better, then you have to provide them with some measurable means to do as such. Starting right out the gate with the Bradley Amendment, if you are locking these obligors up right out the gate, if you're Mm -hmm. locking them up, it really doesn't uh, equal do better. You know what you 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 with me? Yeah. You're going you're going to get to a point of scratching your head where where it hits a stalemate and you say, well, wait a minute. They're promoting that they want these obligors to do better and pay their child support, but they lock them up. Okay. Can I ask this question? Sure. Can I can I ask this question that'll go right in line with what you're saying? What are the laws that pass? the child support system to do what they do to pay parents and debt these parents all in together, all in one. What are the laws that pad the child support system to do this? Well, you have this, you have one main law, and that constitutes un, under the – it is the um, Debt Beat Parent Punishment Act. Okay. And, <clears throat> And within that law, that law says, well, we'll suspend your driver's license. Now, we all know that you can apply for uh, several different uh, jobs and what have you, but unfortunately these jobs are not all right across the street. They're not in walking distance. You you need to have that driver's license on some occasions. Oh. Yes, you do. Uh, so, so, so you have that law in place that says we're going to strip you of your driver's license, but it, it it takes a turn for the worse, and this is, in my opinion, definitely a form of punishment, because a lot of a lot of people they've been uh, informed of the laws that strips you of your occupational and driver's license, but how about that very same law through the uh, Debbie Parents Punishment Act that says that we'll, we're also going to strip you of your a fishing license and uh-huh. your hunting license, mm-hmm. which which those two 
licenses of leisure has absolutely nothing to do with uh, child support by way of, okay, well, we're going to strip you of your hunting and your uh, fishing license. We, we recognize that that's leisure, but question being, what does that, how does that tie in exactly? The reason why you have to take those licenses of leisure. So, I mean, we, we, we got into a point where there's a question versus another question versus another question. But mm-hmm. at some point in time, you want to stop with the two and three and four, five, and six questions. Let's start working on some answers to some of these questions to rectify some of these, these, these issues. Um, the, the licenses are very important because also I have uh, a, a case that I'm actively working on, and the gentleman was licensed with his um, insurance license. Uh-huh. Well, he just, he just got the job, and he just became licensed. He's been out of work for two years. Automatically, because of his, his arrears, and you're talking about stripping him of his occupational license, so once again, I'm scratching my head. Do you want okay. this, this, this guy to get back above board and do what he has to do in that he's uh, preparing himself to do, which is by way of let me take care of my responsibility and obligation, or are you going to take his obligation, uh, you're going to take his license away from him and just keep a boot on his neck? So, you know, again, which one is it? Can I add this in there, too? Okay, and as I was uh, doing the small research, and thanks to you, you know, giving this information to me, too, also uh, in comparison to other stuff that I was looking at, um, I saw where the where the bill, where this bill or this amendment uh, required that state courts to prohibit retroaction reduction of child support obligations, specifically it, uh, it automatically triggers a non-expiring lien whenever child support becomes as due. It overrides any state statutes or limitations, and it disallows any judicial discretion, even from bankruptcy judges. And it requires that the payment amounts be maintained without regard for the physical capability of the person owing child support, the obligor. That, that's in speaking right now, to promptly document change circumstances or regard for his awareness of the need to make the notification. So, you know, in, in like of what you're talking about, uh, them taking away certain privileges and, and certain permissions that is needed to, uh, to keep jobs and to, uh, you know, do other things that they do to make money, whether it's fishing license and the such. We see here that uh, that they prohibit a lot of other things, especially for judges. That I'm looking at disallowing any judicial discretion. Can you uh, talk a little bit on that? Dealing with you know decent uh, obligors or decent non-custodial parents that are paying their child support, and you know say like they lost a job, or say you know that they're trying to get a job. And this bill go in effect on them. Um, you know, God forsake that there's some type of, uh, uh, you know, economic uh, slowdown. Can you elaborate a little bit about that? Absolutely, because every judge does factually, 
every magistrate does have the authorization to either uh, say yes or no if they're going to ultimately uh, downsize the arrears or just cancel them out altogether. It's not heavily and widely promoted, but that's where the offering compromise comes in. In every st- <clears throat> when past due child support is owed to a state as a result of welfare paid out, the state is free to forgive some or all of it under what's known as an mm-hmm. offer in compromise. Oh, so, now you're getting on the subject now. Come on now, it's getting hot. So the problem at hand is is because we all know that the um, the child needs to, to be taken care of. We, 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 we've come to that agreement. But, mm-hmm. again, when there's, when the economy is uh, slow healing, there isn't a lot of jobs. The hindrances by way of those license suspensions, uh, your, your credit files being uh, terribly wrecked because they, they ha- uh, the state has the authority to report to the three major credit bureaus these arrears. Wow. So, 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 so not only is the economy slow recovering, but even if you were in a position as an obligor to possibly find, locate uh, a possible job position and you go <clears throat> through the interviewing process and what have you, uh-huh. Uh-huh. right off the bat, if they, if your potential employer recognizes that, well, hey, you have all of this uh, money in arrears sitting up on your credit file, which also plays a biased role as to if the, that potential employer really wants to bring you on board or not. Uh-huh. Because some, some, some potential employers, and factually, from what I know, some of these obligors has report, simply reported that the job was a lock until the interview, one of those interviews that they sat in, and all of a sudden they get a phone call and say, well, we went with another candidate. But the only blemish that that obligor knew that had to be on their credit file uh-huh. was those arrears. Those arrears. Yes. Wow. And, and even though the potential employer cannot will not come back and state why they went with the other candidate, but doing some test runs and seeing uh, that factually, yes, that's what it was, um, that creates another uh, can of worms that needs to be addressed. Mm-hmm. And, again, because of the Bradley Amendment, it allows things of that magnitude to, to happen. It, mm-hmm. But, ultimately, where is it, any of this for the greater good and the well-being of the child. These people, they need adequate means above board employment. They need help. And they need some programs that will be effective to get them back in the real world because they've been what I refer to as under the 
the the weather of child support for a period of time that their minds are not really running on full cylinders. So we have to get them back to that point where they you can know, function and get back in the real world to be able to maintain and, 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 and do what they need to do for the for the greater good of their child. You know, Alpha, you know, this is going to be really, really hard to keep back some questions and comments at the end of our communication of this broadcast because it's so good. Uh, there's questions already being asked and my goodness, I mean, we can't wait till it's time to, you know, to ask questions, you know, for you to answer these things. But I would like to ask another. On the, what, what are the statistics? You know, uh, the 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 bureau reports. I have a few that's here, and if you want me to show where there is issues dealing with the child support and statistics, I could bring that out too because. When you talk about the welfare of the child, the best interest of the child, and you got all of this going on where it sounds to me like the system really ain't caring about nothing except just where the money coming from. You know, they're kind of like a collection agency. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's truly what, is, what it all factors down to, the dollar bill. If you cannot <laughs> – if you're not paying this dollar bill when you – come before me and I'm sitting uh, on this podium behind this bench, I see that you do not have this money today, I may show you a little leniency and say, um, in 30 days you'll reappear back in front of me. But if you don't have either money or a job to present to me, I'm going to lock your hind parts up. Now, I don't even want to talk about, you know, the stories, the horror stories, that I have been reading about that talk about the lockup part. Well, let's let's talk about the child support statistics. The U.S. Census Bureau, uh, Census Bureau has reported the fathers with joint custody pay 90.2% of all child support orders. Fathers with limited visitation rights pay 79.1% and 44.5% of those fathers with no visitation rights still financially support their children? Is that so? Yes. Yes. Jesus. <laughs> All right. that's, a, that's a healthy amount of percentage going on there. So, Absolutely. So, so my question would be, you know, with this, with this statistic, now there's more to come, but I'm just only speaking on just a portion of it. So does every parent deserve treatment of what this law offers? You know, at the legalities, the legalities of you know this this Bradley Amendment bill, where it talks about under the Bradley Amendment enacted by the U.S. Congress in 1986, the child support obligation becomes a judgment by operation of law as of the date that it is due and unpaid. In addition, you know uh, a, a, an administrative lien also derives by operation of law against any unpaid child support, that's ridiculous. Absolutely. Absolutely. You're weighing down down the horse with so much weight that you're going to break them off at the knees, and and you're never going to get that luxury leisure ride of riding that horse ever again. It was too much weight. The the problem at hand, uh, Wendy, is that, 
we know that these laws, the Bradley Amendment, hey, it started out with great intentions. Let's go after these guys that we want to hold accountable. They're not doing right, so let's set up something, uh, these these measures of law to grab these, 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 these guys, mainly the men, and let's deal with them accordingly in the court of law. Okay. Problem at hand is through the intake uh, information that's gathered on these obligors, there should be uh, another tool imp- uh, utilized by way of, hey, I really need to know who this character is, who, who is this person. Because each story is different, each order is different, each person is different. Let me find out who this person is. This person may not be one of those I-don't-care attitude-type obligors. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If you want want to talk about uh, rectifying this arena, talk to me as an individual uh, and not at me. That's that's step one. People are prone to jump into another phase and put their war face on because they're already in a court that they are familiar with personally or just simply by what they heard, and they don't Uh like it. So when they're talking with these agents, the magistrate or whomever, sometimes even the attorney, Who's on my side? I'm the good guy. But you can take a good guy and you can only weigh him down so to a point. It's like the horse. Don't put so much weight on it. People people are prone to put that, that other face on because I'm not going to let you do this to me. So they, they develop another attitude. But it's to make a lot of this reach a happy medium, make a lot of this stuff go away. The friends of the court, if they were more user-friendly, take a lot of that uh, base out of their voice, for Mm -hmm. Mm sake, and talk to these people and talk with them and clearly understand them for how these obligors are living today. Not how they used to live back in the day, but how you're living today. And as a support enforcement agent, you can make Mm -hmm. recommendations for that arrears and compromise. You can make recommendations on that. Because, again, every state has the ability to, within that family court structure, to either cancel a portion or all of that old money. Well, just to just to just to just to add into there, what you're saying is that you know the judges that have the right to judge by law only, some in some cases they use prejudice um, um, decisions when making decisions in cases that really should go by the law and not by prejudice decision making. Is this what you're saying? Right. Okay. Right. Uh, in, in other words. You know, instead of a judge facing a situation by law, you you think that what they should do is judge by premise of what they hear and make decision based off of, you know, uh, do they have by reasonable, uh, uh, 
by reasonable premises to 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 say, well, judge, this is the reason why I should, um, you know, should be given some leniency because this is what's happening in my life. This is what's going on. And, you know, could you please, you know, uh, give me a little bit of leniency based upon of that instead of by the Bradley law itself. So, in other words, they should use a little bit of prejudice in it. Is that what you're saying? They, 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 they have to because the thing is, is that you have to weigh out every situation separately. Every case is different. My case is different from the next person's case and so on and so on. I know what the laws say, and I'm intact with what the laws can do to me under these uh, circumstances. But according to the way that things are for me right now as we speak, Uh um, lack of employment, adequate means of employment, uh, no interviews lined up, can't really perform a, a, a adequate job search because I ran out of means to catch a bus or what have you. <laughs> so, okay, you, you know, you you have to factor in uh, how things are right now, right, and, and how they say real time, and okay. the expectation and the expectations that's placed on an obligor has to to have some tact. It cannot be uh, something that's so harsh. Get out and perform a job search seven days a week. Who who's heard of that? Well, who I mean, has heard of that? Um, I, I, even though it, 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 even though it has been done. <laughs> absolutely. Let's do this. Um, I want to go on to a break at this time, and then we'll get back on the subject about judges having, you know, some some decisions to make. You know, to uh, to lessen the, the the hurt or lessen the, the the burden of this Bradley amendment, and they can make some judgments on that and make things better for a person that has been paying their uh, their support on time and needing a little bit of leniency. We'll be right back on Lardy Miss Party and Company, and, and we'll talk some more on the child support issue. Be right back.
and the daddy is on Social Security income. And then they turn around and they send me a letter no more than a week after that wanting me to uh, to provide any additional information regarding income or assets for this man so that they could, uh, you know, some way to levy or attach something to him to provide child support. And they're over here trying to establish whether this man, which is the non-custodial parent, has any income other than that child support, well, other than that uh, Social Security income. Can you elaborate a little bit on that? Because what I know that he got any other assets, if he's sitting on Social Security, isn't there some way possible for those people, whether they mom or dad, to be able to uh, provide child support under the Social Security Act? Absolutely. And the thing, and see, there's a couple things going on in that scenario because you have, uh, you have something that's showing the, a bad obligor because he obviously for 34 years and it, to this date has not come clean to say, hey, you know, that's my child. Fess up. Uh, first, wait a minute, wait a minute. It ain't, ain't come clean about if it's a child. They, we done already done held uh, a DNA test. Uh, but mm-hmm. what I'm looking at is that the child support agency, you know, where they supposed to be running after uh, these uh-huh. people that's supposed to be giving this child support, but yet a good child support paying person that they ain't never got to run after which I was in that position at one point in my life, too, where I had to pay child support. And, yes. they, and they didn't have to look for me, but if I had lost any hours on my, on my, on my uh, employment time, uh, they was ready to take away my uh, uh, driver's license and everything. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Instead of getting on the person that's here uh, 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 graciously taking their a responsibility, you know, and doing what's right. Why you want to be so hard on me? I ain't never missed a payment. Here it is. I got old daddies, you know, that y'all ain't went to go after yet. And y'all still, y'all going to look at the only one that's coming up trying to make themselves clean before you and want to uh, kill it half to death. So are you saying that this system is like a whole of fraud, and is victimizing you know anybody that you know that oh, may come. Absolutely. Oh Lord, a- a- absolutely. Okay, it's, I'm it's sorry, still... y'all out there, if I revved up any any motors out there. Well, but... let, well, you know, let's rev them up because it's that time in the show okay. where we need to where we need to have this talk. There's a separation. If you had a piece of paper, draw your lines. You have the right. good, the bad, and the, the good, the bad, the indifferent. <clears throat> the good people. They don't need a system or anyone else, the good obligors. They don't need anyone to look, uh, stare over their shoulder, tell them how and what needs to be done and what have you. They can handle that. What they need are means of valid income and visitation and all that fun stuff that comes along with that package and tie a pretty bow around it so then they can be active in that child's life. The bad person... Oh, see now, see, I done got, I done got, I done, my, I done struck a couple of matches under my own feet because I'm just gonna hear they talk about if I don't get in contact with them in sixty days, they gonna call uh-huh. the case on a social security, cause they, cause they say he got social security, you know, uh-huh. income. 
just because they're on Social Security income is exempt from paying child support? In some states, yes. Uh, that law is still being tested because I was informed that there is a Social Security case that's out there that I'm looking to dabble in to see exactly what's going to happen with that particular case. Um, but I have talked to some people in the past where their SSI has not been tapped into. Okay? No. Um, their their uh, unemployment, um, disability, uh, you, you know that's a diff- that's a different animal. Uh, well, I mean, you, you, know what? you know what though, Alpha? I don't mean to keep cutting you off, but that's you okay. know I have I have found a case when I was with the NAACP working with them. Oh shoot, I'm getting ready to fire up some some stuff now. <laughs> Oh, All right. <laughs> and, and and believe me, it's the case that I had to handle that uh, even when he went to go get his child support, I mean, went to go get his SSI money, that there was a way for the parent to be able to get some of that money through the survivor, whatever that thing is, and if they got money because they worked some point in their life, you know, where they yeah. got not only just SSI, disability, but also yes. Social Security because they paid into the system and they give yes. some of that money too that the parents that got uh, children by these parents that have gone on disabilities and, and, and permanent disabilities, that there is a way to get some of that money to give to them children. A- absolutely. And, and again, that's on a state-by-state basis because Say if it happened in your state, may not be it may not be allowable in my state, and again, that's where a lot of these problems lie. That the Bradley Amendment is too broad; it it is it, not streamlined to the point where it's structured, where it's one pretty much one in the same uh-huh. from state to state. You have uh-huh. the ability. That, the same thing. Let's let's go back to your driver's license. Uh, may my state may say we're going to suspend your license. Your state may say. Well, you can move there. They don't suspend licenses. So, uh-huh. but see, the catch twenty-two behind the whole thing is now, if I was to move from my state, which suspends my license, to your state, and, and to just to keep my license, so I can drive around and look for work, <laughs> then there, then it's going to. Are you there, Alpha? Are you there? Okay, we might have a little bit of in interference going on, but stay on with us. Uh, Alpha, are you there? Okay, well, we're going to go into some of these horror stories. Since he was talking about the issue on, it, it, it varies from state to state. Let me show you what Lardy Miss Cardi found out. There is a, in one of these horror stories called Aim High is the person's name, right, uh, that gave this comment. And he says, life in prison for child support. And in this small town of Griffin, GA, this judge named Smith sentenced my brother for life in prison for not paying child support. My brother has been looking for a job, and he finally got one and was about to start paying his child support. 
He went to the court on Monday and to explain to the judge that he just started working and he owes $18,000 for child support. The judge asked him, do you have $18,000? And he said, no. Judge Smith gave him and another guy life in prison for not paying child support. And same High said, that is not right. This judge doing this to make himself look good for the election. And the judge told him the only way he can get out, out of it is to pay $18,000. Now, that he has lost his job, how can he pay? And so, you know, we're looking at, you know, this situation um, from state to state, as Alpha has spoken on it. Alpha, are you there? Are you there, Alpha? Can you speak? Okay, I guess we're, we're, we have him uh, uh, working out his details over there. So we're just going to hand it right on over here to uh, Strong Tower, our co-host, that got something to say in this story until we're able to get a hold of Alpha at this time. Strong Tower? Well, you know, i got something to say all the time, and I'm speaking of uh, listening and learning. Now, uh, <clears throat> what I'm seeing here is a trend. One of them, I have a couple points I want to make. One of them is states' rights. Mm. Okay, what you have here is different states with different laws. Uh-huh, By the uh-huh. time you try to help everybody you're trying to help, you got to flip-flop, do somersaults, and adjusting, adjusting to all the different states that have different laws. Uh-huh. Those laws were enacted to keep people off balance. Mainly minorities, blacks, are mm. targeted. Now, this is a tactic they used during slavery <clears throat> to keep away from... We, we hear you, wife. Alpha. Let, let, uh, Strong Power is talking. Yes. Are you there on the line? I, I, I am here. Let him keep going. Okay. He's fine. He's fine. <laughs> Thank you. Slave tactic. Slave master's tactic. Oh, you need the, the criminal system. Ooh, they're, not, they're not really what I'm hearing. Uh, this wonderful man is out here trying to do something. Alpha is trying to help, but his hands are tied in many ways because he's got to he's got to alternate from one state to another. Right. Everybody probably wants him to do everything, and he can't do that because he got to make adjustments. Am I right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. What I'm seeing here is a tactic that was used. 200, 300 years ago. Separating the families from each other. They don't really care whether or not that husband is paying for that, for that father is paying for that child. They don't care nothing about that, that child. Mama. They don't care nothing about the mama. They definitely don't care nothing about the daddy. Right. Okay? So what we're looking at is a very old school method of whether it's here temporarily, known fact that on the scene, that child has a 20% growth rate in learning. It's going to take him the mama uh, all topsy-turvy and wondering what's going on, and all she was trying to do was help him. So right now, she's responsible for putting her husband in jail, right. and then now the kids grow up thinking it was mama's fault, and they're keeping that separation. Could you expound on that, please, sir? 
Well, <clears throat> well, for the bits and pieces that I was able to hear, because I I, I don't know, my maybe it's my phone connection, but uh. Uh oh, I think we having an issue with some type of interruption involved. So let's do this. Alpha, are you still there? Okay, while he work on that some more. Okay. While Strong these, power. While we're dealing with these technical difficulties. Yeah. Sure must go on. Yes, it should. I'd like to ask, uh, Lardy, Ms. Clardy, uh, in your personal experience with the system, did you feel at any time when you were dealing with your children that the system was trying to work to your benefit, but you felt like they were working against you and your children? Now, that's a tough question. I mean, but I'm going to answer it honestly, and that is to say I have five children, and all the daddies were involved in the system of child support. Now, whether child support uh, uh, been by my side to make sure each and every one of those daddies out there that's supposed to be the, my baby pay this child support, I do see the lopsidedness mm-hmm. in how they treated me as one that was uh, uh, willing to pay child support, even though that one of the children uh, had to be outside of the home and with the father. Now, since that child has been grown and talking about uh, the baby child versus all the children that never got taken care of by any of the daddies, okay? And I could say when I was sitting on welfare and trying to get off of welfare, where that money might have went through back to the system because they were taking care of me until I got myself together. But talking about this last child where I took uh, responsibility to pay child support, they weren't fair to me at all. I mean, where they were willing to come down hard on me as a decent obligor paying child support when the shoe fell on the other Where is that daddy at right now? That same man that I paid child support to, now when the table split, when he turned 12 years old, I am the custodial parent. Where is the system there for me? And the child is now 22 years old. So it shows the true, you know, uh, biasness of what they did to me in the various cases I have been involved in, hands-on experience. You got anything to say about that, Mr. Alpha? Are you still there, sir? Hey, can I ask you another follow-up question? Through all your years of contemplation of this problem, systemic problem here, and your association with the negativity, mm-hmm. have you come up with any alternative uh, penalties or any type of proactive behavior or conduct that could take place pertaining to, uh, you know, outside of just putting an individual in prison, what is another alternative that, a, that the system can adopt with the correct uh, background, follow-up, and support? Well, being that Alpha is the one that came on to the show to bring this about and we're having a little te- technical difficulty right now, what I would say would be the same thing that he had been talking about, that they should institute just like they institute for programs and everything else. They don't have a program that is uh, placed yet into the child support system where if you haven't, say, like these 
economy done dropped and there's a recession going on like it has been and jobs are far few in between, what do we have as alternatives to be able to help decent people that really are trying to pay child support? There's not enough jobs to come around or it's taking a little bit of time before a job come around. Isn't there some kind of of a program that will be able to okay. substitute for that. Okay, well, I, I'm limited on my expertise on the subject matter, but just by listening to this program, I would say a good thing to implicate with a good idea concept to come up with would be maybe something like industrial arts, mm. school, trade schools in the neighborhood. Uh, well, you could have, you're doing a lot of regentrification, as you know. We so know. Why can't you establish training centers? For the individuals to actually upkeep own uh, communities, uh, refurbish other communities, yes. and therefore the, the young men, able-bodied men, middle-aged or whatever age is able to work, can actually support themselves supporting their neighborhood. Absolutely. Now that's a good one, and we want to we want to and, and strong power. That's why I love you so much because boy, you come with these strong ideals. And strong opinions that just make a whirlwind out of anything. And you know, I would just like to know good. if Mr. Alpha have any knowledge or any research mm, on mm, mm, mm. the possibility of getting some legislature uh, passed through where we can start uh, in the communities. So there's a lot of urban communities that used to be called uh, hood, yeah. ghetto. Yeah. But now they don't know what to call them because <laughs> they're being refurbished in, <laughs> in the Alpha, are you there now? I, I am. Can can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Thank God that you are still there. And forgive us about the uh, the difficulties and the um and such things as going on with the internet and what so. But we're glad to have you back. And there was a question that was posed to you, and it was posed to me the same way about those programs that need to be instituted to help decent obligors that's paying their child support in a time like the recession or something that come down where jobs are not so easily to be gotten. What type of uh, programs you think that should be instituted to help uh, to amend the Bradley Amendment Bill? Well, there's always uh, training programs that should always take place, always, especially with uh, those obligors that may have been unemployed for a period of time, get their get get those wills reactivated, get them turning in, in the right direction, so they can be, become marketable. Uh, and then you have, uh, believe it or not, some obligors that may just need a refresher course as to how to be a better parent. Um, they love their children. They love they love their children to. You know, to the utmost, but they have to uh, have some assistance by way of, you know, what does my child like? How do I uh, reestablish communication with my child? Because, uh, uh, Wendy, one thing I want to share with you is I had a gentleman that reached out to me, and he felt as though uh, he tried to do his very best through these uh, moments of unemployment. Over yeah. that period of time, his children started to challenge him. Yes. Okay. 
He's an uh, an obligor. He does not reside with the children. But mm-hmm. his powers and ability to be that parent and continue to uh, raise your child and steer them in, the, in that bona fide uh, right direction, the, ch- the children started to challenge that. Now, here it is, the, chi- the children, they have jobs. Okay. So they were calling uh, the, the, the dad out of his name at times, and you're a bum and this, that, and the other. See, this Bradley Amendment is a device to destroy mainly men, but it's working on women too. Okay. Absolutely. So, so, so if you are a, a lady that um, was on one end of the stick and now you're on the other end of the stick, like you were, Wendy, you the ladies actually have uh, a, a time right now as we speak to get on board and say what makes the pike, you know, as it relates to me paying child support. So yeah. I, I need to I need to link up with uh someone that's on a move in trying to redirect or divert some of this negative energy that should be applied towards those bad obligors but don't apply it here. It's not necessary. So uh-huh. uh, so so again when you are that man and, you know, you're raised to be the head of the household and what have you, but now you have children, they're growing, uh, they're of age, they're working, and even on, in some instances they even have children of their own. But the foundation was still the, uh, that mother and that father. And, the, yeah. and when the father feels to be out of place, being challenged on everything, called out of their names, can't yeah. put your hands on your child, though, because you, you'll be called out on that as well. There's laws in place for that, too. But yeah. the Bradley Amendment is in a place where uh, it brings the demise to mainly men, but there are some ladies, but overall it brings the demise of families. Yeah. Tearing down uh, families to the knees, it's kind of hard to walk. I say this. You have, because, see, again, from from the beginning, uh, Wendy, the Bradley Amendment started out with good intentions. I, 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 I know they had good intentions because they re- wanted to corral these people that were ev- evading and avoiding their obligations. I understand yes, that. Yes, they did. I agree with that. Yes, they but, do. They did have good intentions. And so did the courts. But we as a people need to realize that nothing can change without the people. Um, we Absolutely. Can sit all, we can sit all day and talk about the issues and what's unfair going on, and we're crying out, but nobody is taking up no civil rights movement on child support issues in order for, right. you know, a thing to change. And that's where we need help at. And Strong Tower got something to say on that issue, too. Hold on for a minute, uh, Alpha. You got yeah. to say? Yeah. I'm old school. You know, there's always an old school cliche. It might be outdated. It says, the highway to hell is paid with good intentions. Okay, you know what I mean by that? I'm saying, why did they have to go to such extremes to try to rectify a problem. You put somebody in jail, how are they going to work? Period. Absolutely. Okay, so why did it have to go from this to that, to such extremity? And i tell you yes. why. Because they knew they could benefit from it. 
They don't yeah. they don't care about that. If they could have said, well, you know what, we need to establish a training program. It went lacking so long, people got desperate. Most of the guys, most of the fathers that, that don't pay child support, they don't have the education that it takes to support their family. I, I believe, and I'm not, looking, I'm not looking at any statistics, but I'm looking at the Holy Spirit that what mm-hmm. he's giving inside of me right now as I speak. Most of half of those people do drugs. Okay? Oh, oh, And a lot Come of on. that drug is used Lord to mask Jesus. the pain of not being able to live up to an obligation that has been innated and built inside of every man that I've ever met. And you know what? In the end, that's right. That, and we're not, we're not trying to, you know, take anything from you for anything that you say. Because it's all good, and we just we just as concerned as you are about this thing. Because you know whether male or female that's paying this child support, it's always that situation where a mother or a father is always worried about where that child support money is going to. When we should be worried about when they do the poundage, even though the parent has the right to make sure that money gets to that child, not with uh, a pair of Nikes and you know, uh, brand right. and clothes and all of that, and mama got jewelry, you know, and whatever daddy is doing with his drugs and what, but that that money's supposed to go into a bank account, you know, for that child's uh, uh, education for its future, but not everybody do it that way. But then on the flip side, even though that they're concerned for the welfare or the interest, best interest of the child from the system point of view, we still have where they're taking what you call taxes, but they got it in a smooth word called poundage, okay, yes. For, yes. The, for the third-party services that they do to appropriate this money to the parents as a service. Now, where does it become where this poundage, which services or to help pay for services is for that system, turns into do do the parents uh, uh, get to uh, to get taxes for this money? Because poundage to me is just another way of saying they're taking a tax from out of each pay. You know, of of ser- for services, it's still a tax. Can't you still be able to get some taxes for that or anything? To write it off, yes. Yeah, you to write think- it off is impossible. You you would think so, but because because the system is known for we're going to take our 70, uh, 70% on the dollar, we're going to take ours right off the top, and mm-hmm. whatever's left up, we're going to divvy up the balance um, accordingly. Because, see, there's so many hands that's tied into that dollar bill, that but the 70% is coming off the top. And when you, fact, when you factor this in, when you factor this in, you have – Okay, say you uh, you have athletes versus just a regular layperson that gets up six o'clock in the morning, go and report to their job. We all know that athletes makes a slew of money from year to year, but now when <clears throat> because of their lifestyles, or uh-huh. the lifestyles that the children caters to, or what have you, a lot of this money that's uh, where they where when the order is set in place, they calculate. They say that it's calculated. Uh, as it relates to how much money that athlete makes, um, mm-hmm. this is this is the overall issue at hand. That child, <clears throat> what child do you know that's supposed to uh, get 
$50,000 a month for child support. I mean, uh-huh. those extremes are just, you know, unfathomable. You can't – you're setting that child up for fail in uh, numerous ways. You're setting them up for fail where they're just going to see their that uh, obligor. When I see you, I automatically have dollar bills flashing off in my head, and that's the only <laughs> way that I'm going to see you, okay? Well, that's the wrong way for to raise your child. But the um the flip side to that same coin is you have some parents that having a, a tantrum because you have these schools that say, Well, you know what? We don't want to set the kids up for fail because we know the kids with the peer pressure and kids being beat up because of the the new sneakers that they just wore or that uh-huh. nice outfit or what have you. Put them in uniforms. See, you can't have it both ways. So with, I applauded the system when they said, put the kids in uniforms. Now they all look one and the same. They're, so now it really shouldn't be a problem. Your uniform looks like everyone's else. So there's no peer pressure. No one's. Well, uh, really, they need to be, they really need to be, even though they uniforming and whatever they're doing for the purpose, that money still needs to be put in a trust or something for that child's education uh, for the future. Absolutely. And, 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 there, and there is the part here where just to add to, one, to the story is one of the uh, child support horror stories that that involves what you're talking about. And then we're going to go on a break because we're going to have to do that. I've been trying to hold out, but okay. we're going to need to do this break, okay? But All right, is, now. There is a child support horror story that goes to, that goes into what you are talking about. And this story says, and this, this one is coming from guest, girlfriend, right? And this is about boyfriend's ex just wants money. And it says, my boyfriend has two kids that he pays child support for, along with child support payments for his ex. She has sole custody, but they only stay with her maybe two days a week if she is not too busy with her living boyfriend. So they live with her mother, but she takes all the money from the support she gets and complains she is always broke and never gives her mother a dime towards her kids living there. But trying to get the court to hear the case that the kids aren't living with her or she has a living boyfriend is of no use. He told the court a year ago she was living with someone. She lied, and she said she wasn't. So the only way to prove it was to bring in proof or to have the kids in court. My boyfriend was not going to bring his kids to court to tell on their mother. So she won. And when he got hurt at work and fell behind on his payments, and she knew what happened. She called support services, and now he has to take off work and go to court because of her. So that's less money he can make to pay her. She just wants money. What you think about that? We give you two two minutes on that, and then we're going to have to go into a break. What you think about that? That that's that's a horrific story because the money that's supposed to be for the children, we obviously see that it wasn't. Uh, that is in many 
situations with a lot of these children. See, yeah. I, 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 I tend to, uh, I don't play lightly on it, but I tend not to make it recognizable and throw it out there as much as I should. See, these children, yeah. first of all, they never ask to be here. Let's, uh-huh. let's, let's, let's talk about it. They never ask to be here. They do need uh, some form of nourishment so they can grow properly. Listen, you're only going to cycle this money realistically one good time. You get paid this week, you're going to pay out this week. So uh-huh. make good on that one payment because next week you when you you may not have that job to do as such. So that goes back to a form of accountability. Yes. Recognizing that I I, I want to say that there's a dozen states that has an accountability act in place. Okay, I've always uh, promoted uh, by way of utilizing uh, something in the form of like an EBT card for the welfare when they apply the money onto that card. Do the same uh-huh. thing with the child support because in that way you're building a paper trail. A lot yeah. of these obligors, Wendy, they just want to know, well, where's my money going? You know, and they're entitled mm-hmm. to know. That's not that's a legitimate question. But when <clears throat> but when the states do do not want to um, apl- uh, just go ahead and apply for a program to have some type of a paper trail where these obligors can tap into and see if the money is truly, in fact, going towards their children or not. When the mm-hmm. states do not want to jump on board with that, then there is a problem because the first question that comes to that comes uh, to the surface is, why don't they want to do that? What are they hiding? Because if you do a paper trail and you see and you say, well, this is the amount of money that's going to my chi- my child, okay. But where is the rest of the money? If I'm paying $90 a week, but my child only gets 45 of that $90, where's the rest of the money? So, and I I would like to uh, elaborate on something uh, that I I started uh, a little earlier before my phone started going out. Okay, okay, well, well, let's go to a break, and then we'll elaborate on that afterwards. But really, you know, the last words to that is we have the only system we have, and, you know, the system, we know it's broken, but, again, this is the only system that we got. And the only way that the system can work for us is when we as a people can come together and stop just complaining and come together and do something just like in any other situation and make a movement to pass some of the laws to become a little more lenient than what they are. We can't do anything just talking Mm. about it. So we will be right back. Right. We will be right back after these messages. Well, ain't no message, just some music going on. But nevertheless, (laughs) we will be right back. All right.
Steady riding with my click, cause my life is short, tick, tick. And my niggas running hard, and the money shuffle cars. And shout out to the GLR, you know we going hard. And y'all niggas talking trash, we will see you straight to Mars. But deep in those cars, like the ones I be going for. And you know we ain't about the drama, not the drama that's for your mama. Nah, not the drama that's for your mama. GLR, we is trying to rise to the top. Never wanna fall down, never wanna stop. Run up in a party, yeah, we getting turned up. Turned up to the max, y'all niggas know we running all up. And Epics is the team, yeah, we go. Robots. Child support advocate himself from Delaware, 
and we are going to continue this conversation. Now, we did say that we were going to have uh, people to uh, have their questions and comments at the end of uh, the podcast within maybe 20 to 30 minutes uh, before it's time to end the broadcast. We don't, we're almost at that mark now. We're going to give um, Alpha, you know, the floor for the remaining uh, seven minutes to uh, to tie up all of what he want to say dealing with this matter because it is a very important matter, and we may have to do a, uh, a child support news part two uh, because there's so many uh, facets about this uh, issue, and we want to make sure that we cover it comfortably. So as we are going to chime in our guest, Alpha, to finish what it was that he wanted to talk about in the beginning, and here you are. Alpha, are you there? Yes, I am. Can you all hear me right, okay? All right, all right. Yeah, all everything right. all right. And, oh. um, yeah, are you there? Can you hear us? Yes, I can. Yeah. All right. So we, are, so we would like you to finish up before the break. As I was saying, everybody needs to put their part in and play a part in making some movement here rather than just complaining and talking That's about right. it. So That's right. Tell us, tell, us, tell us more about what we need to do to come together. I know you said you had some things you wanted to finish up on. We're going to do that. But also we maybe have maybe about 10 minutes left before it's ready for comments, uh, questions, okay. because there's some people that want to ask questions and have something to say. So we're going to uh, leave the floor to you. So let's hear what you have to say. More All right. Now. Well, for starters, we need to get these obligors to recognize that a decent obligor of integrity, just because you're going through these hardships, you didn't do anything wrong, keep doing what you're doing, you know, get out there and look for that job, try to be in the lives of your children the best of your ability. Uh, do, do the things that you were raised to do that made sense to your parents, uh, and, and, and let that roll over to your children. But only yes. a person of integrity can relate to that. Let's we gotta go back to your paper where we split the the good, the bad, and indifferent. We're gonna sum this up real quick. If yes. you are that person, if you are that person that's bent on. Uh, I don't. I, I. I have the. I don't care attitude. Um, you let the court system do whatever they want to do, and you've had a brush with the law and what have you. Chances are this doesn't phase you in the least. So, the Bradley Amendment, sure, that might be applicable for for that particular person. Okay. The, yeah. The laws of the Bradley Amendment. The decent obligor. <clears throat> they're just asking for an opportunity. Supply them with the necessary means to get back above board. <clears throat> Give them the training to allow themselves to become more marketable. Now, the catch behind all of this is these people, these uh, obligors of integrity, they need a job bank in place for them because they have so many hoops to jump through and so many extra obstacles in their way it's not as simple as, well, let me just go to Walmart because I heard they're hiring. Walmart, just like any other potential employer, is going to screen your credit files 
uh, your criminal files, amongst other things. And when they see certain blemishes, it's going to raise that red flag. So believe it or not, even the Walmart and the McDonald's are going to be uh, in a state of mind, is this a worthy candidate? Because it's easier for us to just hire someone that's not dealing with any of this. So install some type of a uh, job bank that will help these people in the matter of obtaining uh, uh, employment opportunity. The person of indifference, they their head is pretty much in the cloud, and they're just going one day at a time. Uh, let it fall, let the rain fall where it may. Uh, but those are the people that I I, I really see that really uh, needs more help, even more so, because they really don't have the direction as to where this child support thing is going. So they need some direction. Uh, at least with the 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 the, the bad person, they know. Uh, where it's going, the person of integrity know where it should go because I'm I'm the good guy, but that other person, hey, give us some clarification and some direction, get a mindset and focus so they're not lost. The <clears throat> my organization in which I operate, we have some bona fide programs that we are looking to have acknowledged on the state levels, so then we can implement a phase of. Um, in addition to your job training, your met resume writing, and your uh-huh. book paper, your your uh, uh, bookkeeping skills and what have you, I mean, we 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 have gone to the extent of of infinity to just keep something out there that's going to bring us into uh, the millennium years yet to come. So set up something for uh, not so much for us for the, our youth behind us and the youth behind them and what have you. We are just more or less uh, on the front line getting some things reconstructed so it will be less painful for the generation that's behind us. Um, but where we are right now is <clears throat> we're looking to uh, pretty much just have our operation recognized uh, and, and give us the opportunity to work effectively with these decent disadvantaged non-custodial parent obligors. Uh, we have unique programs. They're one of a kind. Um, we just need the opportunity to get them out there. So not only will it allow for the uh, the states that plays hardball to want to keep the Bradley Amendment in full force, they don't, they don't want to see it any other way. It allows for them to do what they set out to do, but just give us the people that should not be plagued by those those damning laws. Yes. It's, easier for, it's easier for us to pull that uh, groups of people away from the law than trying to fight and in, in, in waste, uh, I say waste time and money and manpower trying to, uh, you know, go at this thing because it's, it's, it's a whole lot to this this piece of legislation. It's a whole lot to it. And it's easier to, in, in my eyes, I'm looking to get the um, legislators on board to support our uh, our efforts so we can work with these people than to go ahead and try to, you know, sell the ideal by way of, 
well, let's go ahead and let's put some new language together and see what we can draft up and, you know, deal with this Bradley Amendment. Because the Bradley Amendment is in every state. So even if you you rectify it in one state, then you have to go to another state. When it's easier for me to sell the ideal that we have what these obligors need by way of proper programs. Okay. Um, Well, it's almost about that time to have some of the questions that people have been holding back. They want to ask some questions. Do you mind some coming on to ask some questions? Absolutely. Let's let's do it. All right, all right. Now, as I said before, we were introducing Mr. Alpha C. Hale. He's the founder and president of the First International and Child Support Advocate as our guest to discuss what decent, disadvantaged, non-custodial parent obligors who pay child support to the system are going through. And if you are a decent, unemployed, and have been paying child support consistently, and you're still being harassed by the child support system, then this is the show for you. Come on. Now, the number to call in with questions uh, to the guests and, you know, or comments, you can call in at 347-884-8684. That number again is 347-884-8684. And if we have any attorneys or other professionals that are out there listening, Please call in this number, 347-884-8684, because we do need that that level of of professional uh, advice to be a part of this if you're out there listening. And we have the chat room open, and if you are in the chat room and you got questions, uh, feel free to type them in and I'll ask them for you if you don't want to be... uh, on the on the air, being listened to, asking the questions. So here is a time for you to get your education and inspiration and motivation to do something. We have our guests on the show, and if you have questions, please call in three four seven eight eight four eight six eight four. That number again is three four seven eight eight four eight six eight four. And we're going to have our first person to ask the question. We have someone that is already in our little studio here, and her name is Joy, and she is public relations, and she has a question. And that question, Joy, what is it? Hello. I just want to ask a general question. It's not really necessarily relative to me or my situation. I'm just curious. Can you elaborate on the offer and compromise in relation to child support and what is owed to a state regarding welfare? Well, the offer and compromise is is just what it is. It's an offer, and you're compromising uh, the intended owed of arrears. You're setting up either a payment plan after they reduce it, by a certain percentage, or they're just clearing the board and just the the entire amount is erased. But that only comes by way of if that parent is just totally destitute. I mean, they 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 can't even walk along the street and, and find the two pennies to rub together. 
So when they appear before that magistrate, yes, there is um, a lump sum that's due, but unfortunately you're not going to get it today. So because of the way that that parent is living and, and how they're forced to live, I should say, there is no means of income. So why continue to waste, put good money behind bad money by torturing these people, locking them up, having taxpayers foot the bill, and, and that's another story. Uh, but, but all in all, let my people go. That person has no money, no money, not a zero. Let them go. Does the child lose out financially? Yes and no. Yes and no. But you know something? The child will grow. The child will be taken care of. And, I mean, that, that, that's just, you know, how it is and how it's going to be. But the obligor, once again, this is a decent person. If you give them a job, chances are they'll take the job, they'll work it, make an income, they'll pay their child support. If I come to you and say, can you supply me with a job, uh, you tell me no, but go do a job search. Well, that's something that, once again, is not going to bear fruit, but um, that's what you're ordering me to do. I'll just keep coming before you with my 100 job searches, no potential interviews, can't find a job, can't pay my child support. Um, after running through that hamster wheel for a period of time, let that person go. Just let them go. Let them try to get on a road of rebuilding hashing out some things with the children, rebuilding a rapport with their children, and from that stage, from that stage on, move on. Um, the, wealth, the, the, the welfare system, um, they're set up to, you know, provide their services as a supplement. Um, this person, this obligor, chances are they're going to try to apply for welfare, uh, I've seen on occasions they, they were destitute, they applied for welfare, matter of fact, and they were denied. So, you know, that's hit or miss. It's hit or miss. Um, I, I know that the states don't like uh, promoting the fact that they're not going to get their cut, but unfortunately, once again, this is now, this is how it is. You, you're not going to get your cut. Allow that obligor to, to start from a fresh and, it's, and, and isn't it supposed to, I mean, really, isn't it supposed to be about uh, the greater good and the well-being of the child? Well, last time I checked, what's great and for the well-being of that child is to put those, um, uh, put those parents back in the lives of the child and, you know, give the child a, uh, some, some lead way to say if that works for them or not. Because you have bitter children, but, you know, that too will heal over a period of time. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Um, we have we have also another that would like to to a question, and this one is going to come from Ebony Empress too. Are you there online? Yeah. Hi. How are you? Hi, Ebony. Hi. How are you guys? I'm doing um, great. <laughs> you have to ask, Ebony. All right. Um, well, I'm in the UK, so we've got a different system to you. Um, yes, you do. <laughs> yeah, people don't get locked up here. They don't get locked up. Um, but I think the question still remains, how do you 
um, get someone to understand, you know, if they're a parent that, you know, it, it doesn't require the state to necessarily intervene. You know, if you, and I know there are many different ways that, that children appear on the planet, right? But if you are a parent, you have a responsibility. And and how do you ensure that parents understand that and will keep to that without it having to be enforced by an external um you know, person. I think I think it's such a complicated thing because so many people have different um reasons why, you know, children appear, I didn't do it, she forced me, she made it happen or whatever. But um, you know, how can you create agreements between um parents that will support a child that doesn't involve a child having to get involved in in because from what I hear you say about child children getting bigger, why should they have to be involved? It's not their business. Absolutely. It should be an adult conversation. Absolutely. And again, uh the children did not ask to be here, as I stated yeah. earlier. But since yeah. they are here, uh to nip this nip that question in the bottom, just go ahead and you have to have that uh mediation process right. done and complete between the two adults. And I'm not talking about the third and fourth party adults, you know, the boyfriend and the girlfriend or the whomever. No, just get the two biological parents. And that's why, the, as we as the organization, we have a specific, uh, what we refer to as a, uh, a unified but unorthodox line of questions that we use to see if certain red flags will wave themselves because if you tell me that you are a decent obligor, but on paper you're telling me something totally different, I'm going. I'm not going to scratch my head. I'm just going to tell you clearly you're not uh, that person that you said you were. I'm not going to advocate for you. So basically, uh, for starters, everyone has to come out of that state of denial and accept that, hey, I, I am here. I do recognize this is my obligation and no one else. Yes. The, uh, the child and DNA and all of that can prove some stuff as well. But <clears throat> but you know if you uh, were shacking up and things happen from there, you I mean you know I mean come on now. So so once you are no longer trying to uh, play that game as to well you know this is my child but it's not my child you know whatever there's. The state is only going to run with you for a certain period of time before they have those parents sign off on uh, their paperwork that you are the biological uh, uh, obligor, and now we're, as soon as you get a job, we're ready to garnish your check. There, this, this, is, this is all about the dollar bill, all about the money. That yeah. emotional side... The, the emotional side that we're trying to address that they say that is financial and, and emotional for the well-being of the child, we talk more dollars and cents than we do the emotional side that should play a factor to keep the children under wraps. Because, I agree. Because when the children, when they become bitter, now you wonder how come they're acting out in school and running around with guns and want to inflict pain on somebody. You just locked my dad up and he was due to come and watch me play my all-star basketball game, but he can't come because he's in jail. 
Why is he in jail? Oh, couldn't pay child support. Now you bring on more peer pressure because you got kids who's very ruthless at times. I heard your dad just went to jail. You know, so he's, you know, you see that trickle down effect is what I'm more concerned about because we could we could get to a stage, we could get to a point where we can deal with this with the parents. Now factor in the children. Yeah. Factor in the children. All right. They, All right. All right. Wait a minute because we got more. Uh, we got more people. Ebony, is there anything else that you want to add to that before we go on to the next? Yeah, I just I just wanted to, um, you know, ask something about you. You were talking about the children, and you made a point about you know the children will be looked after. Um, who, who will look after the children? Who's going to look after them if the parents don't, uh, you know, maintain that support? You know, where who are you expecting to do it? Because if 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 you don't um, get some kind of proper support for a child, any child. You know who is going to maintain that child? So you know, I think you made that point, but I didn't understand it. Can you just clarify what you mean by, you know, the child will be looked after? Are you asking the state to look after that child, or who are you asking to look after the child? Absolutely not. You have aunts and uncles, grandparents. See, that's a love child. So the state is not the proper hands to want to put that child into. So the state, um, the state interest would be if, if if we have to look after the child, such as uh, Department of Children and Families, if we have to look after the child, then that opens up a whole different can of worms. But the child will be looked at uh, after by way of a relative, some family member, someone that's close attached to the family, someone that has that uh, physical, emotional, financial bond to the child. Um, and, and naturally someone that's trusted and above board. Uh, the wrong way to go is to have the state involvement in pretty much any of this because, again, these obligors, these decent obligors, they don't need you looking over their shoulder to tell them how to do this thing. They are clear how to do it. They just need the means and ability to do it. So right. if I come to you to ask you for a job and you tell me, well, I, I don't have any jobs for you. I can't, I can't even point <laughs> you in the right direction of who's hiring. Well, <laughs> but you want to lock me up if I don't find a job. So right. which way do you want me to go with this? I'm, okay. doing what, I, I'm doing what I know I'm supposed to do, and I'm also reaching out to you, which that was no help. So, you know. Well, let's go. let's just see what another what, what, what the, another caller may have to ask you on something because we recognize what you're saying is dead true, and what Ebony asked you was valid questions. And, Absolutely. And you did you did answer it to the best of your ability. And we're going to go to the next caller. Thank you, Ebony, for your questions. And we're going on to the next. All right, to the next. Uh, six one four area code and the last four digits five one three eight. Are you on the line? Yes. All right, you are on the line. Welcome to Lardy Miss Party and Company on BTR. Your questions are to the guest. My name is Charles. Yes, hi. And I, yeah, I wanted to um, 
ask a question. Um, if a does child support play a role in uh, joint custody of children, or is there is that a totally different entity as far as how a child gets support? Yeah, child support is just t- child support. Custody and visitation is handled in another venue. They set up a separate court for that. But one thing I I want to share with you, and that's a very good question, um, because child support is derived to by way of annulment, divorce, uh, marital separation, dissolution of marriage. So if you have any of of uh, if any of that is applicable. To you or someone that you may know That Is where it derives from But It is handled in another arena Yeah Okay so your child support Is solely handled out of that Child support court And they will not uh, Mix your apples and oranges Okay Well is there any other thing you want to add, Charles? Um, because while he's here, I have the questions. Because um, yeah. we're going to make a we're going to make a part two out of this. There's a lot to cover. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I I was just wondering about that because some uh, a person who is Gore may say, well, I have the children. They may have the children most of the days of the week, and they may feel like, well, I have them more so. Uh, so is it determined by like the address that they that the children reside in twelve months out of the year, or is it pretty much um, based on whatever the um, what was set in the as far as the rules with that family, who the child lives with, or who has guardianship? Is it determined that way, or who they live with? Oh, every bit of that, and it varies from state to state. It's okay. every bit of that. But, again, uh, deriving from your divorce and separation and what have you, which is established out of another court, and when it rolls over into the child support court, uh, all of that is already set up on paper. You have your uh, shared split parenting. You have your shared parenting. You have uh, residential uh, children that reside with the parent. Uh, both parents, no primary address. You see, it's it's so much to this that it needs to be a, a straightforward fix that caters from state to state because, yeah. again, the Bradley Amendment up, gives you too much area, too much room to mix and match what may work for you, me here in this state may not work for you in your state. So, you know, we, we, we have to... We have to revisit some things within the law through our our, uh, legislators. And once again, I always, you know, prime people and tell them, listen, you're talking to your legislator, find out what's on their slate by way of child support. Okay. Those are very, very great. I mean, you know, that's good stuff right there. And um, to this Bradley bill, I mean, I mean, there's so much to cover when it comes to this Bradley Bill. And thank you very much, Charles, for coming online and asking the questions. Those are very good questions, and I hope that they were answered to your 
uh, specification at this time, but we're going to do, we're going to hold another session on Child Support News Part 2. So hopefully to hear you both, Ebony and you, on that particular uh, show at that time. Thank you for your call. Yes, thank um, you, Chow. Oh, you're welcome. Um, I, I, I want to add one more horror story. And, Alpha, you know, this has been such a, uh honor to have you on the show to talk about this Bradley Amendment um, and that because it's so vast uh, and that it needs to be narrowed down for, you know, better applicability for law purposes and to give some room for uh for some for some leniency when it comes to uh, those that are truly trying to uh uphold their integrity uh with this uh with their child support and stuff like that and I'm just uh bored at some of the stuff. You know, I thought I knew some I guess I didn't know anything but I'm willing to be one to help, you know, to bring some consistency to uh, to see what we can do to, you know, to get the legislation turned a little bit, you know, and through and by getting the word out like this, perhaps more people will get more involved and not let us not talk about it, but let's see what we can do to stand by your side. Uh, you know, to to get something moving in the direction of the things you are talking about that will be, you know, like in, like like programs and stuff to be implemented, you know, to help when there is not a job available instead of putting people in jail and different things of that sort. So you know, I'm really, I'm, I'm, I'm really just one part of uh, one more story, horror story about where's the justice. And it's uh, from a uh, a guest that came on. Her name is Kian Girl, 1965. She says, I've been dating a guy for five years, and three weeks ago his mother gets a phone call. It's his ex-girlfriend from 13 years ago asking his mother if she wanted to see her grandson. You can imagine the shock of hearing this news for her as well as my boyfriend. Did he not even know the boy existed, and wouldn't it, if the state would have allowed her to receive assistance without naming the biological father, she is now asking for child support, which he, is, which he doesn't have a problem with. She is also asking him to buy shoes and clothing for him but hasn't even allowed my boyfriend to meet his 12-year-old son. She doesn't want him obtaining a lawyer for custody visitation. She wants to handle this between the two of them. She says it's in the best interest of the child. What about the last 12 years robbing the child and his father of a relationship? When is the court system going to make people accountable for their deceitfulness. He was robbed of 12 years. Uh, give me two minutes on that because we don't have much time. I'm going to have to close. So, you know, give me your take on that, Alpha. And then to tell them a little bit about the book you got out and how they are able to communicate with you more 
in your state or to come together with you for other suggestions about how to pursue to get some changes made. Okay. Uh, for starters, where's the justice? There isn't any because it's always promoted that everything is supposedly in the best interest of the child. Where was the custodial parent 12 years prior in the same best interest of the child to put that child before the obligor, which was the father? <clears throat> Every <clears throat> The father was not made aware of this until a period of time thereafter, and Reaching out to the grandmother, that's only a camouflage to say I'm sneaking in the back door by uh-huh. let me reach out to the grandmother because I don't want to go straight to the father who's who's dating. And, 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 you know, grandparents are more a little bit more lenient when it comes to children because they love them to death. But the thing is, is uh, that's still somebody's son, and trying to hustle and bamboozle him to sneak in that back door, there's repercussions behind that. But she, but the young lady, she's absolutely right. Holding the system, once again, accountable, because, <clears throat> because the system, they're only going to do what's in the best interest of themselves. Recognize this young lady was asking for child support. So for them to go ahead and set up another child support order, that's to their favor because, hey, another 70 cents on the dollar for us. And and, and, and the only way that that's seen for for support enforcement is money, money, money that's coming into our hands. We'll just divvy up what's left over. So if what's left over is in the best interest of the child, then we have our priorities and we have the mixture of families. We have that all out of out of whack because I'm not giving my children any leftovers. Uh, if they can't get the cream of the crop, especially when it comes to my money, if I have it readily available, if I got it, they got it. Okay. okay. Not what not what's left over. Um, okay. Just, what about we, we only got but two minutes left. Uh, you know, let them know about your book and also, uh, you know, how they can con- contact you. And we're going to have to make a part two to this. Absolutely. Uh, the title of my book is Child Support. Uh, <clears throat> how did I get caught up in this crap? Mm-hmm. And in in this synopsis. Young man had his uh, two daughters uh, living the life of Riley, doing everything that you have to do and what have you. Young man comes up on hardships, uh, and all of this Bradley Amendment stuff started taking place. Um, And it brings you up to to speed as to where I am and how I'm living today. Uh, It's a a factual, hit-on-point, conversational piece, because I, I know that there's so many other men and women that can relate to that kind of a story. They may not want to put their name to it, but I'm going to tell you, Wendy, I'm proud to put my name as the character that is in that book because yeah. because there is nothing wrong. I'm going to tell you the truth. There is absolutely nothing wrong with being uh, a decent disadvantaged non-custodial parent obligor. I want the world to know that I am a man that has home raising. I know what it takes to get this thing dealt with. I just need the means and some assistance to get to that point. But I want All my right. children. I want my children to know you don't have a, a bum for a dad. 
That's right. I and, am, oh. okay. <clears throat> and and I and I know that there's a lot of obligors out there that feels the very same way, and they're doing the best they can with what they have to work with. But let's not get it twisted. These children okay. were they didn't ask to be here. Alpha. Uh, you know, Alpha. let's 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 keep it going. Okay. Yeah. Also, we don't have much time left. A minute. Uh, all I have is two hours on this schedule. We're going to have to make <laughs> it quick now because it's 45 oh. seconds, and I've got to be ready to end the show. Here Absolutely. it is. Okay, now we're going to have to make a second appearance for this quick, fast, and in a hurry. For all of you that have listened to the show this evening, beware, we are going to have a part two to this within maybe about another week or three days or something like that from now. But be looking out for it. But we've got to end the show at this particular time. And Mr. Alpha CL, I will be back in contact with you. And thank you for coming on to the show and sharing uh, about child support news. You are kindly welcome. It's our business to tell your business right here on Lardy, Miss Cardi, and Company. We will have to sign off for now, but we will be back. God bless. God bless. God bless. Peace out.